All right. Well, Cheyenne and I are working on a project on what courage is all about. So uh, this is, she just got back from the Camp Rees you saw up there, the pictures. And uh, here's some stuff she got from the Camp Rees. Let's see what we got here. All right. Let's see. Oh, well, I guess we can start with this. This is a shirt by the puppet Toby. It looks like she even got it signed. So that was a, he's a pretty funny guy, so that's really cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, it looks like she got a new honor there, the Adra honor. Did not know that existed. Let's see. Oh, look at this. Here's a Ferris wheel pin, and it actually spins. So that's, that's pretty cool. I could entertain myself for hours with that. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Uh, some assorted patches, maybe. Yeah. Let's see. Well, oh, here we go. Here's a pin from the Camp Rhee, and it actually lights up, so I think that's, that's pretty cool. All right, let's see what else we can find. Oh, here it is. Here's what I'm looking for. This is the patch that you get when you go to the Camp Rhee. This is a really cool patch because it has Esther's, uh, Esther's face on it, and because the whole theme of the week was courage for the Courage to Stand Camp Rhee, they did a, a skit in the evenings about Esther Cheyenne, was that you? Uh-huh. You okay? Uh-huh. I'm fine. I just don't like it in there. In where? The, the old storage shed. Yeah. Why were you in the old storage shed? Well, I was helping my, my great-grandmother put some boxes away because she has to use a walker now, and I was just helping out. Oh, that's nice. So what was the screaming about? Okay, well, um, I was putting this box uh, on a shelf, and I reached down to grab something, and I looked into this open bag of dog food that was sitting there, and there were these two little beady eyes staring back at me. Oh, so that's when you screamed, right? No, that's when I jumped and accidentally kicked the bag over. It was when the furry thing that the eyes belonged to came scurrying out, ran over my hand that I screamed. <laughs> that's great. What? I mean, that's terrible. Hey, Cheyenne. Steven, did you hear someone screaming? You guys okay? Yes, we're just fine. <laughs> I'm not sure about the mouse, though. <laughs> that was a mouse screaming? Wow, I didn't know mice could do that. Well, you know, sometimes under the right circumstances. Uh, when you get, no, no, when you it, get it wasn't a mouse. It was me. I screamed. The mouse ran out of the dog food bag over my hand, and it just startled me. I hate mice. Ew, me too. They kind of freak me out. <laughs> I put that bag of dog food in there the other day. Didn't Mom tell you to put that in the sealed dog food container? Yeah, but that's too much work. Besides, that's the way I've always done it. <gasps> that's what the mice think, too. Thanks a lot. But it's okay. I have just what you need to bravely face an army of mice. We'll be right back. Come on, Cecilina. Oh, no. I can hardly wait. Well, while you're waiting, what do you say we uh, get back to our project here on Courage? Yeah, well, I, I have to admit I'm not feeling overly courageous at the moment. Well, I'm sure you're not the only one who's scared of mice and, you know, stuff like that. Maybe. So what about you? What are you afraid of? Well, I never really had to face an army of mice. Spiders, yes, mice, no. And, but I gotta tell you that the thing that bothers me the most is I'm afraid of what people think of me. I also don't like the dark. Because not so much the dark itself, that doesn't bother me. It's just, you know, you trip and you all that good stuff, break some arms. And 
the unknown things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, you know, speaking of unknown, the things that bother me the most are actually questions. Questions? Yeah, you know, in my head, I like to have everything all figured out and sorted, kind of like boxes in a closet kind of thing, mm-hmm. kind of like lockers, too. But when, when questions, they just kind of make things messy. They don't quite fit in one box. They don't really go in another. So it, it gets messy. And then, you know, it's cool to learn new stuff, but, you know, when you don't understand it, it kind of, ah, it's just, it, it's kind of, I don't know, it just kind of scares me a little bit sometimes. My dad says that people tend to be afraid of things that they don't understand. Yeah, you know, like changing the way people think about things, too. I wonder if there are as many people who are afraid of that as there are who are afraid of mice. I don't know. But not to change the subject, let's get back to our project on courage, not what we're afraid of. But isn't that kind of the same thing? I mean, isn't courage all about being fearless and bravely attacking what scares us? I don't know. I mean, that makes it sound like courage is all about fear. Seems like it needs to be about something more. I don't know. I don't know. But if courage is not all about how we act when we're afraid, then what is it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it needs to be a a something, not just a reaction to something else, you know? You mean like an action, not just a reaction? Yeah. I mean, you can't just say something is what it isn't, right? Okay. So how does that work? I don't know. Great. We're making impressive progress here. Well, you know, what do you say we go get a bite to eat? I always think better on a full stomach. Might as well. We're not getting anywhere on this right now anyway. Let's go see what we can find to eat. Sounds good. All through the Bible, God reminds us that we do not have to let the things we are afraid of control us. To Isaac, God said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. When speaking to the children of Israel, Moses said, Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. To Joshua, Moses said, Be strong and courageous. The Lord himself goes before before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. David also said to Solomon's son, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Through the prophet Isaiah, God says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The angel appeared to Zechariah with the news about the birth of John and said, Do not be afraid. The angel who appeared to Mary to tell her that she was to be the mother of Jesus said, Do not be afraid. And when the angel appeared to shepherds on the hills outside of Bethlehem to announce the birth of Jesus, the angel's first words were, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. And then Mark tells us that Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. He said, The time has come. The kingdom of God is here. Change the way you've been thinking and believe the good news. And as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, to his first disciples, Jesus said, come, follow me. As we think about what it means to do that, we'd like to invite the children to come down to the front for the children's story. All right. One day in a town not very far from here, there was a young lad who loved to watch the Olympics, especially the gymnastic events. He dreamed of being a gymnast, but unfortunately, he had no idea how he would ever be able to pursue this dream. It seemed impossible to him. 
until one day, while he was looking through the newspaper, he saw an ad for a gymnastic class that was being offered nearby at a city park. And best of all, the class was free. Excited, he showed the ad to his friends. But they did not seem to be very interested. But that did not stop him. He decided that he would go on his own if he had to. His friends decided that they would tag along. It was not long before they arrived at the park. Ah, hey, welcome to gymnastics. I didn't think anybody was going to show, but it looks like we have a nice group here. When his friends heard that, they all quickly backed away. Well, not him. Even though he was feeling a bit nervous about it all, he stood his ground, and the instructor, admiring his determination, said, Actually, gymnastics is one of those sports that's best with one-on-one -on -one instruction, so a class of one is a perfect size. You ready to get started? All right, your friends can stay and watch if they wish. He then, uh, she then began to show him how to do a number of different stretching exercises, during which times his friends did their best to look uninterested, although they were watching more carefully than they let on. Finally, the instructor decided that it was time to move on to the next lesson. Okay, the first thing we're going to do is I'm going to teach you balance. Okay, so just watch what I do, okay? The instructor stepped up on the beam, focused her attention straight ahead, and walked easily from one end of the beam to the other. Then, standing at the end of the beam, she said, Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to step up on the beam, just relax, and make sure you keep your eyes on me. Okay, all right, go ahead. So he stepped up on the beam, and at first, everything seemed to be going pretty well. And then he began to realize just how narrow the beam was. He began to worry and began to focus his eyes on the beam, and as he did so, began to lose his balance. His friends thought this was funny and decided that, that they would make things even harder for him by trying to distract him and see if they could get him to fall. And sure enough, he did just that. His friends, of course, laughed at him. The instructor did not seem to be troubled at all, either by him falling off the beam or his friends, and simply said, You want to try again? He nodded. Okay. All right, so you step up on the beam, and most, most importantly, make sure you keep your eyes on me. Okay? All right, go ahead. So he stepped up on the beam once again, but this time determined that he would not be distracted by anything his friends might try to do. He put his fingers in his ears and closed his eyes. Well, as you can imagine, since he could neither hear nor see, it did not take long before he lost his balance once again and fell off the beam. His friends, of course, only laughed all the more. The instructor, however, still did not seem to be troubled at all. Okay, I have something that might help you, okay? This is a pole. You need to make sure you keep a good grip on it and make sure you keep your eyes on me, okay? All right, go ahead. He smiled, for now he was sure that he could deal with his distractions. Now he could fight back. And so he took his position and began again. And as soon as his friends started to throw things, he tried to use the pole to shield himself. Of course, it is difficult to do this on an arrow beam and keep your balance, so I guess I don't have to tell you what happened. Still paying no attention to his friends, the instructor simply smiled at him and said, Okay, I gave this to you as a tool, not to deal with your distractions, but to help you stay focused and balanced, okay? So you make sure it's even on both sides, keep it in front of you, and most importantly, make sure you keep your eyes on me. Okay, all right, let's see what you can do. This time, he did exactly as the instructor said. He stepped up on the beam, positioned the balancing pole in front of him, and began to walk. His friends continued to try to distract him, but this time he kept his eyes focused on the instructor. And as he did so, he saw there a look of encouragement in her eyes. 
in spite of all that was happening around him, and he kept his he kept his eyes on the instructor, and he discovered that he was able to walk forward with a sense of balance that amazed both he and his friends. The only person that did not seem to be amazed was his instructor, although she did look very pleased. Congratulations, you have completed the first and most difficult task in gymnastics. And now we can move on to things that are more difficult. And let me just tell you, if you stick with me, you'll be able to do things that you never thought possible, okay? All right, we are done for today. I will see you next week, and let your friends know if they would like to join, they are more than welcome to. All right, see you next week. As he went on his way, he smiled, thinking to himself, this had been a pretty good day after all. Now, as you guys go back to your seats, you can also remember what he learned, that what matters the most is not the things that distract you or the people who sometimes make fun of you, but rather the one who keeps you from losing your balance. Oh, wow. Well, now that we're done with lunch, I gotta say, I'm pretty sleepy. You can sleep later. Right now we have to get going on this project. All right, so what do we got to work with here? Well, I have some stuff here from the Pathfinder, er, the, the Faith Courage to Stand Campery. Oh, and I googled the word courage and I found some quotes. Let's see, it's in here somewhere. Oh, here it is. All right, let's see. Well, there's one from Winston Churchill here. <coughs> courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Oh, and check out this one from Mark Twain. It is curious that physical courage should be so common in the world and moral courage so rare. <laughs> well, there's one from Alfred North Whitehead. True courage is not a brutal force of vulgar heroes, but the firm resolve of virtue and reason. Oh, and how about this one from the guy named Ambrose Redmoon? Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the that the judgment of that something else is more important than fear. Yeah. You know, like we were saying before we uh, took a break there, courage is more than just about fear, but it's, it's something more important than fear. Does he say what that is? You do? You can now face any number of mice with the utmost courage. Oh, the mice. Yes, the secret is having the proper equi equipment. Cecilina, come on out here and show them. isn't looking too bad anymore. As you can see, courage is all about identifying who the enemy is, taking steps to protect yourself, and then going after them when you get the chance. This suit keeps you safe from mice. And if any of them even get close, you can whack them with a stick. They don't stand a chance. Oh, and check this out. If any of them do get past all this and try to round up your arm or leg... <laughs> oh, that's bad, disgusting! Huh? Oh. Um, are you okay in there, Cecilina? Well... No, it's kind of hot and kind of uncomfortable on this thing, but yeah. Any mice bothering you or making you afraid? No. There you have it, a I suit of courage. Well, hmm, I don't know about courage. That seems to be more about protecting, protecting yourself from what you're afraid of rather than courage. I'm not sure the two are exactly the same. Of course they are, and it's biblical too. Haven't you ever heard about how we're supposed to put on the armor of God. Hey, are we about done with this demonstration yet? I'm getting really uncomfortable in the thing. Makes me a little uncomfortable too. And I'm not even wearing it. Don't worry, we can get one in your size. Landon! Um, I guess we need to go now. 
Let me know how many suits you'd like. Come on, Cecilina. How about negative three? That sounds like a good number. Yeah. Well, I take you didn't like that suit too much, huh? Well, the suit definitely had some issues, but it's not that so much. It's the idea about courage being about identifying your enemies and then either attacking them or protecting yourself rather than, oh, I don't know how. To well, say it. yeah, I think you're right. There's still something missing there. I mean, I've been thinking about the children's story and about how Jesus said, come follow me. And about the story where Peter, being trying to be brave, cuts off the ear of the high priest's servant. Well, yeah, but then there's the part of the story where Jesus heals the servant's ear and tells Peter to put his sword away. Yeah, it seems like courage needs to be about re not even reacting or defending. Well, you know, there is that part, though, that Landon was talking about, you know, the armor of God thing. I know. So what is that all about anyway? Maybe we should look at what the Bible says ha has to say about that. Well, yeah, I think you're right. We better do it pretty quick, too, before we get any further into this project so we know what we're talking about. I agree. All right, let's see. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you could take your stand against the devil's schemes. For your struggle is not against flesh and blood. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. Paul says, Jesus has become for us the wisdom from God. That is our righteousness. And with your feet, fitted into the readiness that comes from the good news of peace. Isaiah says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, and who bring good tidings. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which is the way you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Take the helmet of salvation. And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by the works so no one can boast. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. John says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then it says to pray, as Jesus told us to, that God's kingdom and will might be done on earth as it is in heaven. In gratefulness for our daily needs. And God might lead us into the ways that the evil one loses its hold on us. Wow. That certainly does seem like a different kind of armor there. Yeah, everything here either seems to be about Jesus. Or about following Jesus and living like he did. But there is this one thing about faith being like a shield that somehow puts out flaming darts thrown at us. I wonder how that works. Well, that must have something to do with our enemies. It seems like Jesus talks about that somewhere in here. Let's see if we can find that one. Yeah, here it is. Jesus said... Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus also said, You have heard that it is said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. If you love only those who love you, why would you be rewarded for that? If you greet only your friends, what are you doing more than others? No, anyone can do that. And so in then everything, do unto others what you would have them do unto you. 
For this sums up the law and the prophets. Loving God. Loving people. Wow. That doesn't sound like much of a defense strategy, does it? Well, it is a different way of thinking about armor. Well, yeah. I mean, I always thought armor was there to protect you from something. This kind of armor seems to help you to be something. I wonder if being something is better protection than being against something. Well, at least you wouldn't become like whatever you're up against. That's true. And I don't know about this sort of truth stuff. I mean, I've seen what can happen to people in the name of defending the truth. Oh, yeah, yeah, watch this. Watch this. I have the sword of truth. You have offended the father. Prepare to die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and take that. Come follow me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Or by washing the feet of Judas, or by praying for forgiveness for those who were nailing into a cross. And take that. <laughs> Let those without sin cast the first stone. And that, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. It certainly is a different kind of warfare, isn't it? Well, I don't see this as a kind of a flesh and blood kind of battle, you know? <laughs> kind of like the children's story, where the real issue is not so much about fighting the enemy as it was about following and focusing the leader. Well, maybe, think about it. Think about maybe what we focus on becomes our leader. And maybe that's how this whole courage thing works. Huh? Maybe courage is not so much about fighting the enemy as it is about focusing and following on our leader, even when it's hard. Wow, there's a lot more to come follow me than I thought. Well, I guess fighting is a lot easier than loving, but that's not what Jesus says to do. But isn't that kind of, I don't know, weak or something? You think Jesus was weak? How much strength and courage do you think it takes to stand across that you could walk away from if you wanted to and pray for those who are putting you on it? Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe what true courage is, is living like the people we're called to be, no matter how hard it is, rather than how hard we hit back. But does that mean we just do nothing then? No, I don't think so. In fact, it may mean that we do a lot more, but what we do is not because we're reacting to what we're afraid of, but because we're committed to something more important than that. Oh, all right, all right. I think I'm getting this. It's love, not fear we take our cues from. Mm -hmm. But that takes us right back to the armor of God again. It does? Well, yeah. I mean, remember all that stuff we're supposed to put on, you know, the helmet and the shield mm -hmm. and all that good stuff? All that's there to help us to live like people who are not all about fear. But who have the courage to love even when it's hard. And even though, and the best part of this whole thing, yeah, is um, even though we're kind of in the situation we are, all this is a free gift from God. There's a verse in here somewhere I need to find here. Let's see if we can find that. Talks about this. Matthew and Mark and Luke and John. Ah, here we go. Romans 5. God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to it. And so when we see how Jesus looks at us and realize that he looks at everyone else the same way, wouldn't you think that maybe we would start seeing others that way too? <laughs> it's kind of ironic, huh? Giving up fear would be so scary and loving would be so hard. So how do we do that? Well, maybe that's where the children's story comes into play again. When we keep our eyes on Jesus and we follow him. We can do things that almost seemed impossible before. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what real courage is all about. Not letting the things that scare us be what guides us. Well, whether they're people who are just as afraid of us as we are of them, 
or questions that we don't have all the answers to, but rather keeping our eyes on Jesus and learning to love like he did. I think you got it. Got it. So, how's your fear of mice coming? You know, I think my love for my great grandmother is stronger. I'm gonna have to stick with that. Sounds like the courageous thing to do. Well, what do you say I help you with the rest of those boxes? Oh, would you? Sure. You know, the best thing about courage is it's best exercise with a friend. Sounds good to me. And maybe. Once we're done with that, we get that dog food into the sealed dog food container. It I is, bet once we do that, the mice will take care of themselves. It is Landon's mess, you know. But however it got there, cleaning it up seems about the right thing to do. Yeah. Then, we need to get going on a project. I think we'll be done in no time. Father in heaven, we are grateful this morning for the grace that makes it possible to let go of the things that scare us, to not be led by fear, but to be led by your example of love in our lives. We pray that in us and through us and around us that your kingdom might fully come and that we might be more focused on feeding those around us than simply drawing in and protecting ourselves. That your life might be made manifest in this congregation this morning is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.